What's the biggest mistake I made in my voiceover business? Let's talk about it. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. If you're looking for help with the business and marketing side of voiceover, then look no further than VOpreneur.com. This brand new site is your hub for all things business and marketing related to voiceover. You'll be able to find the latest episodes of the podcast, find out about Free Advice Friday, even book a free consultation with me to talk about your marketing struggles. You're also going to find my premium content, including the courses and the coaching that I offer. Everything business and marketing related is available at VOpreneur.com. That's VOpreneur.com. The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. You could turn to Facebook or other social media platforms when you've got a voiceover business or marketing question you'd like answered. Or you can turn to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast summer series. For June, July, and August, I'm giving VOpreneurs an opportunity to come on the show and ask their most pressing business or marketing-related question, and then I will do my best to answer it. Can't always promise it's going to be a great answer, but it's going to be an answer nevertheless. So this week, I am welcoming to the show Shane Ellsbury. How are you doing, Shane? I'm good, Mark. How are you? I am very well. So what is your most pressing business and or marketing-related question that you would like to get answered? Well, you know, I think probably one thing that as VOpreneurs, as budding VOpreneurs that are not where you are, would like who would like to get where you are, I'm wondering along the way, what was your biggest mistake in building your career? And what did you do once you realized, hey, I'm not going in the right direction here? What did you do to correct it? Okay, so this is supposed to be a short, quick hit episode. You start asking me about all the mistakes I've made. Dude, we could be here for like four no, no, hours. Wait a minute. We, this could- I said I said the biggest. Yeah, but if I look back, I think all of them, there were, there were so many of them that were so huge in the beginning. But you know what? It's a really great question, and it's something that I get asked about a lot. And I don't know if I could specifically say that there's one mistake that was my biggest mistake, but there are definitely some things where you don't know what you don't know until you know. And now that I know... If I had the opportunity to go back and do some things differently, I absolutely would take that opportunity to go back and do some things differently. So there there are a couple of things that come to mind. In the beginning, and I know that this is pretty much universal for most voice actors, when you're starting this business, you're trying to do it on the cheap. That's just, it's what we all try to do or what most of us try to do, right? And I've talked in other podcast episodes that when you're starting out, you should expect to probably spend anywhere from ten dollars to $15,000 in startup costs. By the time you do your coaching and you get great demos and you build your website, you get your studio outfitted, all of that sort of stuff. And the reason why I came to that number is because when I tried to do things on the cheap, I quickly realized that it wasn't working and I needed to start investing some money. And by the time I totaled up all the bills of everything that I was investing, I was like, oh, wow, okay, you know, ten dollars to $15,000 or whatever. Now, I understand when, you know, not everybody's got 15 grand to put out up front. I get that. So that's one of the reasons why we try to do things on the cheap. But there are a couple of problems that come along with that. The biggest one of which is, if it is in fact true 
that you never get a second chance to make a first impression, then every impression that you make while you're trying to do things on the cheap is potentially an impression that you've blown. And so if I go back to the early years of when I was first starting out and not even specifically starting full time, I started full time in 2012. If I go back even to the years before going full time, working in radio, doing voiceover on the side, you know, making a little bit of extra money. Everybody who's ever worked in radio understands the desperate need to make a little bit of extra money, exactly. right? Yeah. It's a, you know, yeah. so you and I both live so, in know, that we, world. Yeah, we, we could yeah. totally relate to that, right? So obviously also working in radio, not having a ton of extra money to invest, right. I was trying to do so many things on my own. And so all of the mistakes that you hear me talk about and all the advice that you you hear me give about the importance of coaching, the importance of demos, the importance of a great website, uh, all of that sort of stuff. It's not just because I'm standing up on some high horse preaching. It's because I screwed the pooch hard in every one of those areas when I was growing my business and ultimately realized, wow, this is not the right way to do this. And so, you know, I, I, I self-produce some demos, mostly based on other projects that I had done in the past and, you know, just grabbed a whole bunch of stuff and put it together and tried to mix it into a demo, but they were mostly terrible demos because they only really showed one note and, you know, didn't really meet up with the production specs that a lot of people would, would be looking for and all that sort of stuff. So here I am marketing the snot out of these demos that are mostly junk, right? And, you know, didn't know that at the time. I can look back now and say, yeah, those were junk. Uh, and so all of that effort that I was putting in, right, every day sending emails, contacting, you know, 100 people, 150 people, 200 people some weeks. And it kind of a lot of it ended up being all for nothing because the demos were, were terrible. And the website at that point in time was not great because, you know, I'm trying to do it on the cheap, trying to teach myself how to do WordPress. And it's like, dude, you're a voice actor. Why are you teaching yourself how to do WordPress when there are you know, I want people to come and hire me for voiceover because that's my expertise. Is it not reasonable to assume that there are other people out there with expertise in their areas? And, and you know, if I want people to hire me for voiceover, maybe I should be hiring people in, in their areas of expertise and getting them to do the things that they do well. But again, trying to do things on the cheap. So it was a double-edged sword because there wasn't a whole lot of money to invest given where I was at in my, in my life and in my business and, you know, working in radio, everybody in radio understands. But at the same time, putting so much effort in trying to grow this thing when I didn't have the right tools in place, I was really working against myself a lot. And so the one thing that I would do if I was going back, that, that one mistake that I wish I had back was either to slow my roll a little bit until I had a chance to build up some funds or find a way to get some funds, whether that was, you know, taking out a small business loan or, you know, talking to family and getting them to invest a little bit or, you know, selling some of the crap that was sitting around my apartment that I didn't need at the time or, or whatever. I just feel like I could have got a whole lot further, a whole lot faster because I was doing all the right things as far as putting in the time and the effort and making the contacts and all that sort of stuff. I just wasn't making the right impression because I didn't have stuff that was up to par. And this is, you know, 2000, what, 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. Today, the competition level is exponentially higher than it was back then. Yeah. 
And whether you want to admit it or not, and most of us don't want to admit it, name any A-level voice actor and directly or indirectly, that's your competition. Your demos, whether you like it or not, are being measured against their demos. Your website is being measured against their website. The, the quality of your emails is being measured against the quality of their emails. The, the, the quality of, of the content you're putting out on social media in some ways will be measured against the quality of, of these other people. And so it becomes even more important that you are making the right impression, really hammering that first impression. Because if you screw it up, it's hard to get them to come back and listen to you again. Even, and I did this, even when you humble yourself, like I reached out to some people and I was like, look, when I reached out to you before, like I was crap and I, you know, I know I was crap and, and I'm not crap now and I've done it right. But not everybody's going to give you a second chance, right? Some people are going to laugh and be like, okay, you know, I was there once myself too or whatever. And, and they'll listen again. Not everybody will. And not everybody has to because there are so many other people that are out there who are delivering the goods. And so I guess it just comes back to that whole notion of recognizing that, look, you're starting a small business and no matter what small business you want to start, there's going to be startup costs. There's going to be investments that are going to have to be made. And so, you know, maybe that means that you do one demo instead of three. But if you can get that one good demo, because that's all you can afford right now, but you can get that one demo making money in the genre that makes the most sense for you, and then you reinvest a percentage of the, the revenue towards what is going to be the second demo, and then you do that again and repeat towards the third demo. Like sometimes we're trying to get everything right out of the gate, right? We want the best equipment. We want the best demos. We want the best coaching. and We want it all at one time. Maybe you just got to slow it down a little bit, right? When I say ten dollars to $15,000 investment, that's total startup costs, which probably isn't even accurate now, right? That was a couple years ago. That doesn't mean $15,000 in one week. That just means by the time you get everything that you need, you're, you're at 10 or 15, right? But maybe to start, it's, it's two or three and, and slowly building your way up and adding everything. So that's definitely one thing. I feel like there was just a lot of years of wasted effort and again, you don't know what you don't know, right? So I didn't see it that way at the time, but hindsight is 2020. So I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, you what the heck, right? Why why did you why did you do that? Now, with the benefit of that hindsight, if you were prioritizing where to spend the money and where to allocate it, what what is one thing that you definitely should spare no expense on? And then maybe one thing where like for example, equipment, you know, you're probably not going to be good enough to need the Neumann TLM 103 or the the high end equipment. Say, I think if I if I wheel this over right now, well, it's not <laughs> quite in the frame. You 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 don't need that U87, yeah. right? When when you're first starting out, I don't even need a U87 right now. But that's a whole other story for another day. Um, I think one of the things this is going to be an unpopular take, but I think it's a legit take. I think that you absolutely need to invest in a professional demo. And I think that with a pro professional demo, that term gets tossed around a lot. I think you get what you pay for. There's a very big difference between the $500 professional demo and the $2,500 professional demo. What I don't think is that you need to do your commercial demo first. And that's a mistake that I see a lot of voice actors making. And it's because there are coaches that push them in that direction. 
Once upon a time, the way the industry works was you got your commercial demo and your narration demo. Those were basically the two demos. And then you went and you got an agent. And then the agent got you opportunity. That's how the industry used to work. That's not how the industry works anymore. I was a six-figure earner and several years into my full-time business before I ever invested in a commercial demo because I knew that wasn't going to be the moneymaker for me. And so one of the things that I would say is if you're going to make that investment and get that demo, make sure it's the right demo. Most voice actors, I think, are going to make a crap ton more money off of a corporate or an explainer or an e-learning demo, as an example, some of those non-broadcast genres, than they're ever going to make off of a commercial or a gaming demo. And, and maybe your end goal is commercial and to be a national voice and to do that Super Bowl ad, or, or your end goal is to get on a AAA video game. And there's nothing wrong with having that end goal. But that, if that's the end goal, it doesn't mean it needs to be the first goal. So maybe investing in a top quality corporate narration demo first is what's gonna get you making money to start and get you making more money so that you can invest into the training for the commercial or invest into the training for the, the video game if that's ultimately where you wanna go. Or you know maybe you don't ever do a commercial demo and that's fine too if getting an agent doesn't matter to you and, and all you wanna do is narrate e-learning all day long, then why are you going out and getting a commercial demo First, well, because a coach told me that's what I needed to do. And so, I mean, it's an unpopular take, but I, th I think it's from a business standpoint, strictly speaking, look, I'm doing this to make money. So what's going to make me money? What demo is going to make me money? What demo is going to make me the most money the quickest? And for some people, that's not going to be a commercial demo. For some people, that's not going to be a gaming demo. So save those ones for later. I think... That's one area where I would say, don't go cheap. Invest in a pro demo, but make sure it's the right pro demo. An area where I would not overspend is your home studio. If you don't tell anybody, as long as your sound is good, you could be recording in your master bedroom closet surrounded by three-piece suits in your wife's dresses. Nobody will ever know and nobody will ever care. You do not have to have a studio bricks or a whisper room to start recording voiceover. You have to be able to deliver great sound, but you can deliver great sound in a lot of different places. And my favorite example of this, we got voice actors who, and, and you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. We post pictures of our studios. Like, you know, there are meccas, right? We've invested all this money in this Apollo interface or, or this Neumann microphone or this Whisper Room or this Studio Bricks. You know, I've spent $20,000 in my space. I've spent $30,000 in my space. And it's amazing. And it's got all the bells and whistles and blah, 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 blah. And then those exact same voice actors post pictures of themselves on social media recording jobs and pillow forts at VO Atlanta. So if you can record at a pillow fort in VO Atlanta and get away with it, that tells me that you don't have to have a $30,000 home studio in order to be able to deliver quality audio. So if your studio up front is built out of PVC and moving blankets, who cares what it looks like as long as it sounds good? And so I think you can save a lot of money up front. I mean, I was 10 years before I got that 
Neumann, right? I mean, I was five years before I got the 416, which I'm, I'm recording on right now. I mean, I used some crappy microphones. I recorded in some crappy spaces, but I did what I needed to do to make it work so that that money could be reinvested in other places where I felt like I was going to get a quicker return. So I think that's one area where we have a tendency to spend too much money. Because here's the other thing. You can go out and get the Apollo and the U87, but if your room sounds like crap, all you have is really expensive equipment that's going to highlight how terrible your space is. And so then you didn't really solve the problem anyway, right? So I would say those would be, you know, where not to go cheap, get at least one professional demo that you can market and make money off of and make it a demo that makes sense for you and where to dial back the expenses a little bit, I think you don't need all that fancy equipment right now. Let that be something that is a goal that you work towards, right? My 416 was a goal for me. That was a driver to get into the studio every day, do the work, send the emails, record the jobs, do the auditions or whatever to ultimately make enough to be able to upgrade to that, right? So that's how I treated it. So those are the, those are the mistakes that I made that hopefully other people don't have to because I screwed it all up first. Yeah, and hopefully uh, we will not make them ourselves now. Right on, man. Well, I hope that helps you, Shane. It helps me tremendously. Thank you for all you do for the community. Right on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on the show and asking your question. Take care. The Everyday VOpreneur Podcast. Available everywhere. Fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO Pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us, and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. UpperLevelHosting.com And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at Vopreneur.com.